Good morning, uh, afternoon or evening, everyone. Hope you're well. Uh, it's um, Oksana and Ola here with you and our business, no, our body, our business podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what it means waking up in the morning and start, start recording the the episode. So um, we will get into our episode um, about body image. So there are a lot of um, talks, reels, uh, social media material on body image. But for our audience, we would like to explain uh, what are we talking about um, and what do we mean by body image? What it means, um, how do we define it and what to do with this? Uh, we are recording this podcast to raise awareness of body image problem and to bring evidence-based information here, um, not just a fantasy of that we all need to accept our bodies, that we uh, need to love our bodies as we are, and uh, other good messages. Uh, but there are there is a really, really good body of research already Body image uh, problematics has been there for more than 10 years, probably. And we now have encyclopedia of body image. We have numerous handbooks for body image. And as we will mention later in this episode, researchers are already aware that body image, body dissatisfaction is a public health problem. But the problem is that from the from research, from findings of research to where it's really useful for the audience, it can take up to 17 years. To catch up. Catch up, yes. Uh, and in the meanwhile, body dissatisfaction and poor body image spoils life of millions and millions of people, decreases... Um, quality of life. Uh, so we're here to make you aware with the top-notch information. And let's get into it. It's cold outside in Ireland, getting cold again. And it's supposed to be snowing on Tuesday, Wednesday. Same problem in Sheffield. <laughs> okay, so the first part that we would like to pay your attention is that everyone has body image. There's no person in the world that doesn't have an opinion about their own body. But it's not just the opinion about the body. So it's the perception that someone has of their physical self and the thoughts and feelings that arrive from this perception. We're going to go to the components um, in, a, in a little while. So the the way we see ourselves obviously influences the way we feel about ourselves and the way we think about ourselves and what we do also our actions yeah so Ola, do you want to name the five components of body image you mean four components <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh yeah that's how we percept perceptual components component uh i'm not lean enough affective component what we feel what 
our, our emotions. I mm -hmm. feel ashamed of my body. Shame and guilt are very uh, are two most common feelings that we may have about our bodies. Cognitive mm -hmm. is the third component. Um, what we think about our body. If I was leaner, I'd be more attractive. And finally, behavioral. Uh, the things you do in relations in relation to how you look. I cannot wear this. I cannot go on a beach. I should go to the gym. Mm. And we actually do it. I cannot uh, go on a day. Nobody will yeah, like Yeah, or I'm not going out because I will have to eat more and I will put on weight, for example. Mm -hmm. So the, the main message in this story is Actually, body image has very little to do with the way we look physically, right? It's more about how we perceive ourselves. For example, I can give you an example that during this week, I felt from being thin, lean and uh, slim to, oh my God, I am an elephant. During one week? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it was Friday or Thursday. Yeah, so we are recording this on, on Sunday morning. I think it was Thursday or Friday. Oh, my Jesus. The bloating was just incredible. I couldn't understand what well, I, I could understand. It's coming from food. But it automatically gave me that feeling of being puffy, huge. And the mood was going obviously down. I started feeling lower and then I started thinking, okay, it's time to go on a diet. <laughs> that was in my brain, <laughs> going there at the background. <clears throat> but having all the knowledge and understanding what's going on with me, that look, within the three days, so Monday you felt thin and slim and fine. Thursday you feel like you need to get rid of whatever, 10 kgs. Um, obviously you didn't put on on three or even four kgs within these four days, but it's just to illustrate how the feeling about your body is changing during the week even, let alone the month, especially women, before your period, after your period, during your period, this goes up and down and only God knows what's going on in our head. Mm -hmm. So to think about body image as the only, only in the arena of how we look is not comprehensive enough, right? It's so much more than that. So I can talk about my, that, that my feeling, right? So perception, the way I see myself. So, so that Thursday, I saw myself huge, overweight, puffy. Effective, so how how the how I felt the way I looked well I didn't feel ashamed I went over it but it was uncomfortable let's say and I started digging into the thoughts like mm, can she just lose those seven kgs and you'll be fine then cognitive the way I think about my body so again because I've been exercising and lifting heavy I am pretty confident about my body but still it's like mm. If I got rid of those seven kgs, probably my muscles would have come out, but they are not really so visible there. And behavioral, uh, thank God, 
I didn't skip any meals as I would have done probably three years ago. So I just kept eating normal food. If I felt like a dessert, I did it anyway. So this all demonstrates that there, there was work done with my body image. Yeah, Ola, any yeah. questions? And the knowledge you have now helps you to, to catch your thoughts, to probably change how you think and to change your behavior and not to damage, not to do further damage to yourself. And I want to give another example of sometimes we look back at our photos where we were leaner and we think, wow, we were so, so lean and thin and slender on those photos. Mm -hmm. But I remember what I was thinking when I was taking the photo. I was thinking, I'm not lean enough. I'm fat. And this is another proof of how inaccurate our perception of our body is. Absolutely. And that in especially, I have the same example probably applicable to everyone when I was at my lowest weight. And I remember taking pictures, looking at it, I was like, oh, shit, there's still a bit of belly. <laughs> there's still some parts are saggy, even though at that time my period stopped. I didn't have my period for two months, which means my energy availability mm -hmm. was so low then my body started shutting down. So the next logical thing probably would have been if I continued losing weight, sorry, losing hair, skin problems, nails, all these things. Let alone yeah. that I was constantly tired. Bones. Um, yeah, but it was, it was never enough. And this comes up for a lot of bodybuilders, especially women bodybuilders. And just for observation purposes, I'm following some of them and you're like, oh, this all goes back to the theory of body image and you can see all the problems. Like they, they, they mark it as a discipline, you know, the food that they, that they eat every single day and it's all weight and, oh, I don't, like, sad story. But this is the reality. And this leads us to the question, where does all this come from? Like, why are we so obsessed with setting mm -hmm. um, standards, right? So we have historical influences and we have current ill influences and Orla knows a lot about those two. Uh, yeah, um, where is it all coming to our mind? I was standing lean on stage in my bikini during UK BFF that's a federation for bodybuilders uh, competitions. And I wasn't happy <laughs> with how I look. Uh, and uh, why? Where did I get these thoughts in my head? And it was influenced historically. Um, I was growing up watching Hollywood films where the main character, female, looks perfect. She's so beautiful that the main male character stops to ask her name mm. because of how beautiful and thin she is. And then, well, not because of how thin, but how beautiful she is. Mm. And normally these actresses all have perfect bodies. Nicole Kidman. White, blue eyes, blondie, slim, tall. <laughs> these five things. Right? Yes. 
And then interpersonal experiences, that the second influence. And I was growing up in a society where thin means good. And not only my friends uh, were believing this, my family believed this, even my grandma, you know, grandmas normally uh, want to make you fat, but not my grandma. <laughs> she was thin herself and she was glorificating glorificating thin ideal. Oh, that lady is so slim, so beautiful. And uh, gymnastics for me, mm. uh, trainers constantly nagging us that you are fat piglets. You need to go on diet. Jesus. Uh, and current influences, not only how we grew up, but also um, our bodies may change. Puberty, pregnancy, menopause. Mm -hmm. And this can influence our body image. And then personality traits. That's the fourth influence. Some of us are more um, are at the risk of internalizing thin ideal. And some of us do not give a shit. Uh, I don't know what it's... Uh, is it bringing up? Is it biology? Probably it's uh, the strength of nervous system. Uh, anything can be, but some of us are more inclined to worry about how we look like. Some of us are less inclined. Another example, uh, everybody blames social media, which can currently mm -hmm. influence our perception. Uh, but how about Vogue, L? fashion journals mm -hmm. that always have perfect bodies on their covers. Because I, I think long before social media, we were influenced by Hollywood films, by printed media, and by our culture. And I there is a lot of research about how social media influences us, and definitely negatively, but that's not, not the only evil. Mm. This all influences how we relate to body image, including body image evaluation and investment. Now let's talk about evaluation and investment. <laughs> Means me. <laughs> yeah, so body evaluation and, and um, so these are the components of the body image attitudes. So we have certain attitudes and evaluation means the degree to which we are satisfied or dissatisfied about our body. So there are different levels of dissatisfaction or satisfaction, right? I might be dissatisfied with the way I look, but it doesn't make me spend my life in the gym, go on crazy diets and run after that ideal that where I would prefer to be or maybe not. For some other people, the, the dissatisfaction is at such a high rate that, as we have already noticed, you know, they would skip meals, they would be living in the gym, um, they will be socially isolated because this is the goal that they see and the only goal that they see. So um, investment is another part, which is interesting. 
So you can be dissatisfied with the body, right? But how does that, how, how is this important for the individual in relation to their self, self-worth? So how much self-worth is dependent on your body image? So if you think if I'm slim and if I look as, you know, Vogue models or um, social media uh, influencers, then I am worthy. I am a good person. Um, that's one story. But if your self-worth is based on other personal personality traits that you have, you will probably behave differently, right? So, and, and that all depends, we'll be talking about, about the environment that you have, um, about your self-esteem, and self-esteem is a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting, um, how do you say, concept that we will be talking about too, because uh, Ola was reading Alice and Albert Alice, and I started, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, is your self-esteem based on the way you look then it's problematic if it's the only way you praise yourself and think about your self-esteem if if it's the way you look then it's very very problematic there are other ways that you should develop and we will be talking about this in future episodes so uh so it could be also the people who have ideal body like social influences or bodybuilders or whatever you look at them they are happy about their bodies right they um they they are very yeah mirror photos they are satisfied no questions there but the problem is that they have anxiety huge anxiety to keep this body because if they lose it then they lose their identity they lose their self-worth and that is also problematic. So it's not only people who don't have ideal bodies. It also has to do with people who have ideal bodies, but then creates anxiety on the other side of the story where they are anxious to keep the body the way it is. And that requires a lot of maintenance because whoever was on a diet or you know training hard and everything, that requires a lot, a lot of maintenance, time investment and yeah um yeah i had such experience uh i had uh, six pack and that perfect body um sometimes i was satisfied but even when i was satisfied i did accept excessively self-monitor i had anxiety around food going out mm-hmm. for burrito I, I, I had a burrito and I had anxiety. Oh my God, I had a burrito. Although I planned it, I still felt felt guilty. And rigid rules about exercise, what exercise you do. If you don't go to the gym, you feel guilty. And it's really bad quality of life. So I had really good body, but really good quality of life. And I didn't even realize that it wasn't a problem. I didn't see a problem. I, I, I saw a problem that's from time to time I binge because my diet is so restrictive Uh, but i didn't see it as i see it now after educating myself Mm. because at that time it sounded like to me it was well i'm looking after myself i'm investing in my health 
this is part of me taking care of myself but now when you look back three years ago it's like jesus christ what life was it and what was going on in my head um so just to brief also um kind of reminder or, or whatever that in the in the research it's not only about women who are not satisfied with their body image also men because there are certain ideals with men um that's just to say that it's not only about women Mm-hmm. And again, as we said at the beginning, that this is a public health problem. More and more people have uh, problems with body image that influence their life quality. Um, and in our future episodes, we'll be talking about the next one probably will be positive and negative body image and how to make a difference between them. And then we will be talking a lot about what to do with all this. What are techniques, tools um, are there that the research already knows about that can improve your body image and make your life easier um i was looking this morning uh, on instagram uh victoria beckham's uh, presentation in paris fashion week right Mm -hmm. um and i think this was the very first fashion yeah that was the very first um time that i saw ashlyn graham uh you know the plus size model american if uh-huh. you don't know about her yeah find her online she is amazing she's a supermodel of plus size so she's breaking all the stereotypes everything in the world she is fantastic ashlyn uh, graham and uh, she was walking in victoria beckham's dress red red dress i love like i love her because of you know the way she presents herself the way she's so confident and the way um she's so positive i mean she's very beautiful woman amazingly beautiful woman but i think this is the first time and i was like what victoria's packing show and and she didn't choose black like i mean she wasn't in black dress or anything she was in red, very, very red, beautiful dress. Anyway, so we are moving somewhere in a positive way. Yeah. So anytime that that's awesome. Anytime I feel a little bit like Bleh, about my body, I go to Ashlyn's page. And it's like, yeah, that's awesome. uh, people are different. That's what I'm I'm reminding myself. I, I don't I don't go to Victoria's uh page, I go to Ashlyn's. Yeah. Yeah, I want to emphasize that body image is public health problem, not uh, for nothing. It's very prevalent and it really spoils our lives. And it shouldn't be necessarily eating disorder, clinical eating disorder. Just negative body image or body dissatisfaction is bad enough to spoil your life experiences. Think about it. And of course, you, you end up blocked in your own head and brain and in this cycle um, of, oh my God, I'm not a proper size, proper in quotation marks, I have to do something. And that it starts the whole line of whatever behaviors that we just described in this podcast. So we will, thank you so much for listening. Um, And we will be, 
in touch very soon. <laughs> Ole is going to London next weekend, so be no recording, but I hope you will survive. Um, sorry, I gave out your signature. <laughs> um, you're going for the, for the, what is it? You're going to the opera house or theater? You're going to the theater. Theater, yeah. Um, ballet by, I think, Wayne McGregor. The choreographer is called The Music by Max Richter. And it, it's called Wolf Wolf's Works. We've been there before, five years ago, I think. And wow. I want to do it again because it's the most amazing, beautiful performance I've ever seen. Uh, Wolf's so Works mm -hmm. on the basis of uh, Virginia Woolf novels. Mm -hmm. Have you read those two? I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> Fantastic. She wants to go prepared. Uh, okay, guys, so talk to you soon and have a lovely day, um, afternoon, evening, and our Buddy Our Business podcast will be back soon. See you.